0: Singing like you're ready to go to heaven this morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, I made more noise than that. Good morning. How are you? All right. All right. It's a little better. Might wake up one grave or two or so out there. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Before I get going this morning, I would like to ask Sister... Helen McGowan to come forward. Amen, 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 want to present her with her baptismal certificate and a new Bible. All right. Thank you. So we want to say congratulations again yeah. and commend you on that wonderful decision. Amen, amen. And I said to you, greatest decision you ever make in your life. You. So congratulations. Congratulations. Next time we see that Bible, it should be worn out. (laughs) Romans chapter 6. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we, how shall we, not them, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of His death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Let me say that again. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Put to death. That the body of sin might be destroyed. That henceforth we should not serve sin. Amen. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe, said church, we believe. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. me. Do you believe? It said we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead died no more. Death had no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Verse 11 says, likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin. But alive unto God. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. In the church, say Amen to the reading of the amen. Word of God. Amen. In Romans six, it talks about this transformation, this this regeneration, this event that occurs when one obeys the gospel. When these early uh, Christians heard the word, when these Gentiles heard the word, they obeyed it, but. Throughout their teaching, Brother Gerard taught on this some months ago and did what, such a wonderful job. You know, and it, people are no different today. They said, well, if you're going to preach about the abundant mercy, the abundancy of his grace and mercy. So what you're saying is I could go out and do more wrong and he will just impart more grace. Amen. Amen. Because you look around, there are folks who play God the same way today. Amen. Some folks won't come regularly until they need something or want something. That's right. That's right. And then after they get it, they go back to their old ways. Yeah. You all are say man, to the truth. That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm not preaching for your friendship, I'm just preaching to tell the truth. And folks believe that, well, if so much grace and mercy is available, I can use it. Paul said, no, that's not how it works. It's not there to be abused. It's there for your sake. But it's not there For you to abuse. Verse number three said. Know ye not. That so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ. Were baptized into his death. There should have been a putting to death. First and foremost. Mentally. In our minds. When we went down into the watery grave of baptism. We should have had a made up mind to serve the Lord and have a made up mind that there are some changes that need to be made in accordance to how I live. Amen. That's right. I'm going to have to make some changes. There are some people I'm not going to be able to hang around anymore. There are some people I'm not going to be able to do some things I used to do with anymore. Amen, somebody. That should should have been made up in your mind that, hey, I'm getting ready to take an altogether new walk. Even before I went down into that watery grave. And when I went down into the watery grave, And came out. I should have had. The understanding of knowing. That I have been set. Free. Mm -hmm. I have the free will. I am no longer. Dominated. Controlled. By the powers of the air. Of the Satan. And his trickery. In everything. Mm -hmm. I belong to Christ now. And I have a choice to serve him, to glorify him, or to do what's wrong. I have freedom. But a part of that freedom is I have the right to choose. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. I should also understand that there is a hope that I have now that, you know what, I didn't have prior to going into that watery grave. Hmm. I don't have to fear death anymore because as long as I abide in Christ, walk in the light as he is in the light, and serve faithfully, death should never have a ruling point in my life anymore. Because as Jesus was raised up from the dead on the third day, so now I have the hope to be resurrected just as he was into eternal life. But it goes on, verse 5, for we have been planted together in the likeness of his death. We shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him. Uh Folks, I cannot continue in my old ways in this new life. It's like trying to put new wine in old bags. It doesn't work. You cannot serve God in a newness of life, in a new walk after he cleaned you up, sanctify you, justify you, wash and redeem you, and then you want to go back. You have the freedom and the choice to go back, but you are no longer Christ anymore. If I'm going to be in that likeness as I was planted to become in that same likeness. You know what? I have to understand there are some changes that must occur in my life. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified. Our old man is crucified. What what have you crucified since you became a Christian? Huh? Because believe it or not, there are some relationships that need to be crucified. There are some ways in which you thought about how you perceived and how you view things that needed to be crucified. Amen. Because you didn't look at them the right way. I don't care how much everybody else may perceive it to be that way. We're talking about God's way. Being the right way. The old man must be or should have been crucified. That the body of sin might be destroyed. Well, if the body of sin is destroyed and the old man is crucified, why do we struggle so much with sin? Have you ever asked yourself that? Apparently, something hasn't been crucified. Because when you crucify something... You get rid of it. Those two thieves that hung on the cross with Jesus, they were crucified, right? Did they get back up? Huh? No, they didn't. See, I can't use Jesus as that example because he got up. But they were crucified. In other words, they were done away with. They they were judged, condemned, and society said, get rid of them. They were crucified. They were put to death. But see the difference in those thieves on the cross and Jesus. Jesus was judged. Yes, he was. Mm. Unfairly. They condemned him. But he had something those thieves didn't have. He had a lineage. Mm. On the third day, he got up. Why do we struggle with sin? Evidently it's somewhere in our mind that we're struggling with it. Why why or how does it keep coming back? Who's resuscitating it? Something has to be offered for it to be resuscitated and brought back to life. Who's offering the life support? And if the truth be told, it's us. Amen. It's us. Because we allow our minds to think on things that we shouldn't. Amen. We, we still go places that, you know what, we shouldn't. Amen. We watch things on TV and listen on the radio to things that we shouldn't. Amen. In other words, we create a feeding to to what's supposed to have been crucified and we said look just pretend you're dead. just be quiet, be still. In other words play possum. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep sending something to you. Every now and then I'm gonna sit and watch a nasty movie. Every now and then I'll talk to somebody on the phone about things I shouldn't. Might even send some pictures. Might even go over there or they may come over here. But just be quiet and then you wonder why. Why is it when I read Romans 6 and it says, you know what? Sin should not have any dominion over me. Verse number 12 said, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. When I read that and I say, I don't know, I don't know how you can ever get to that point. You can't get to it because you won't crucify what you need to crucify. What is it you're going to miss? You said I'm going to miss those feelings. Mm. Well, how can you appreciate the freedom in Christ if you won't even give it an opportunity to find out what the freedom tastes like? Yeah, right. See, some of us, our minds have been conditioned to see him for so long. We don't. We don't even. We can't even imagine. The, we can't even imagine. Living holy. Mm. Pure. Godly. Th- this doesn't even. Fit reality with us. Verse number 12. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body. So, so what is that saying? I can overcome sin. That's exactly what he's saying. But the reason it doesn't seem real to many of us is simply because, you know what? It ain't real in our minds. All right. All right. And the process begins in our mind, Folks. Turn over to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. The Bible, over in Romans 6, it talks about being buried, being crucified, being resurrected, being in the likeness of Christ in his resurrection, being a new creature. Amen? Amen? Talks about all of those wonderful things that should transpire and that should occur. But then when you come up out of the water with grave of baptism. Then what? Mm -hmm. Then what? But listen to what Paul say here. Verse number one. If ye then be risen with Christ. Seek those things which are where? Mm -hmm. Above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. How much seeking are we doing? How much seeking are we doing? Or I should phrase that correctly. How much seeking above are we doing? Because we might be seeking something. Set your affection on things above, not on things on where? On the earth. So even prior to going down into the watery grave, we should have a mindset that, hey, a change is about to come. There are some things that are going to happen in my life. I'm going to have to make some major renovation changes. When I go down into the water of grave come up, you know what? I should, I should be ready to accept the challenges. New walk, new talk. New affections. In other words, my heart should be put to death on the lust of the things that I used to be lustful about. Is it a process? Yes, it is. But no process works unless you start somewhere. Now, some of us have been sitting up in the Lord's church for how many years? And then you the first thing you want to holler is, well, it's a process. Uh. <laughs> uh. Hey, it don't take that long. <laughs> Set your affections on things where? Above. Above. Not on things on the earth. Why? Verse number three answers that question. For ye are what? Dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Amen. Folks, the life that we truly supposed to be living is not about us. It's about Christ. Amen. Is that the life you live living? Or is it about you? Verse number four. When Christ, who is our life. There you go. When Christ, who is what? Our life. life. Is he your life? Or is he a part of your life sometime? Depending on the circumstances, right? Take your religion off. Put your religion on. Depending on where you go. I'll let him ride with me over here. I'm going on. Nope, you can't go with me, Jesus. Well, how can he be your life if you're picking and choosing what to use him for? There is only one life. And Jesus said, I am that life. Remember John 14 and 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And outside of Christ is nothing but death. So what you think you're abiding in, when you think you're abiding in Christ, you're really abiding in death. Because you're only deceiving yourself when you take your religion off. Verse number five said, mortify therefore your members. Well, let me back up. Verse four, when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him, how? In glory. Can I ask a question? If the heavens parted right now and the trump sound, And the angels descended and Jesus came in a cloud. Would it be fearful for you? Or glorious? Which one? Now the textbook answer should be glorious. But I'm asking you to tell the truth. Because it's easy to sit up in here and tell a lie or, or give the textbook answer. No, you don't have to answer aloud, but would it be glorious or fearful? The Bible said, look, since my life is hidden in Christ, everything that I've been doing and how I've been living should have been imitating Christ. So there that shouldn't be any shame, there shouldn't be any regret. There shouldn't be anything to feel to be fearful of. I should look for his coming. But is that how we see it? Is that how we see it? Verse number five. Mortify therefore your members, which are upon the earth. What does it mean to mortify? Huh? Say it loud. Help people, build them up. Deny, help, you know what? Help people to understand. Deny yourself. And notice what it goes on to say fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil. I, I can never get this word com, com, computer whatever. <laughs> and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake, the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience. Why do we struggle with sin so? Because it begins in the mind when the mind isn't right, then you know what? If the mind isn't right, ain't nothing else gonna be right. That's, right. That's right. That's like building a house and you don't lay the foundation down right or building anything. I don't care how how good it may appear to look. It ain't right. And we can hide it from one another. We we, we could dress the role. We could wear the smiles. We could wear the mask. We could put on all the acts. But you're going to stand before the judgment one day. Amen. And God see through all of that. Matter of fact, he already knows it. One of the biggest steps in dealing with sin and overcoming sin is to admit that you got it. Amen. Amen? Amen. Verse number seven says, In the which ye also walk sometime, when you live in them. Those things we just listed. Paul said, you've been there. You've been there. Yeah. Paul said, I've been there. But now, he also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Lie not one to another. Seeing that you have put off the old man with what his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed. How? Here's the bingo. Here's where you strike it rich right here. You ask well, brother may you preach about what we shouldn't do, what we shouldn't do, what we shouldn't do, what we shouldn't do. Preachers always getting up there telling what we ought not to do, ought not to do. How do I overcome it? Here's your answer. Here's your answer. Verse 10. And have put on the new man, which is renewed in what? Knowledge. After the image of him that did what? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? You you need to read the front of the bulletin for today. Has a very interesting article. Dealing with the fear of the Lord. Talking about most people in the church don't even believe that scripture. Mm. Mm. Many people in the church don't believe that scripture. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of the knowledge. You know why many don't believe it? Because they prove it every day. Mm. They go about their day-to-day living, they go about planning their lives and everything, and you know who is not included? God. God. And all those things God would warn you not to do, not to do, how to do it, and everything, nothing is included regarding what God said. Because man would lean to his own understanding. Why is our country in the mess that it's in? Because you know what? We lie and, and printed it on the money. That's right. In mm-hmm. God we trust. Biggest lie ever told. Amen. Mm-hmm. We don't trust God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it looks good. It looks good to flash at other nations to say, we fear God. <laughs> Thinking we can deceive them into believing that God is on our side. Man, God is not on the side of the wicked. Amen. The Bible says eyes are over the righteous. Amen. And his ears are open to their prayers. And it's not a matter of black and white, yellow or brown. I'm talking spiritual. How do I overcome and deal with this sin? How do I overcome and stop allowing sin to dominate in my life? Here it is right here. You study. You study. What? That's right. You study. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You want knowledge? You study. You go to the word of God. Who better knows about sin and overcoming sin than the one who did it? Yeah, but I ain't got time for that. Well, you ain't got time to live right. Shall we continue in sin? That grace may abound? The Bible said, God forbid. And, and and what do you hear church folks always quote? Well we all have sin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now think, think about think about when you quote that. We all have what? In what tense? Past tense. Ain't no argument with that. But it's no permission for you to continue. Amen. Amen. We read right there in Romans 6 where it says, hey, let not sin have dominion over you anymore. Well, if I'm told I'm, I'm, I've been put to death, I crucified the old man, where is there room for me to continue in sin? So somewhere along the road, the sinning needs to stop. Mm-hmm. Well, brother, may how you say it. No, no, no. The Bible is saying it. That's right. Don't put me in it. Mm. See, the problem with many folks in the church, we just don't believe we can stop sinning. Mm. We, we don't believe we can stop sinning. And for you to believe you can't stop sinning means that you deny the power of God. And if you deny the power of God, it ain't no way in the world you'll ever go to heaven. Because you're saying the devil has more power than God does. You don't, ha- you don't have to say amen, but I know I know what I'm talking about. Amen. Many of us, we, we just wean soul on the truth. Hmm. We've been conditioned and we've been listening to watered down preaching and teaching for so long. That we have conditioned our hearts and minds to just say, well, you know what? I, 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 I've been making it, doing this. I'm just going to stick with the way I've been doing it. No, the way you've been doing it ain't enough. Amen. Amen. Stop sinning all together. Amen. Then we fear folks looking at us. It ain't the folks from the outside we fear being called names by. We fear folks in the church. Our own brothers and sisters calling us, oh, Miss Holy, Mr. Sanctified. We're afraid to live godly and holy because we're worried about what our brothers and sisters are going to call us. You better make up your mind. You, you need to make up your mind and live for the Lord. Because you know what? You're going to stand in judgment one day you're going to stand in judgment one day. And the only thing being ashamed of living holy and godly going to get you is a ticket to hell. Amen. Because Jesus said, if, 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 if you deny me before men, mm-hmm. he said, I'm surely going to deny you before my father which is in heaven. Amen. But if you confess me yeah. before men, I will confess you before my father, which is in heaven. How crazy is it, folks, that some of the biggest struggling we do in our lives is overcoming the shame and embarrassment among other Christian folks. Why is that, Brother May? Because, see, we, we, we buddied up we, we butted up with one another that, hey, you, you don't you don't try to live so holy and righteous. You know what? I won't either. And that way we'll be trying to show each other. up. We got to show our brotherhood. We got to show our sisterhood. And y'all could be brothers and sisters in hell. goes back. Knowledge. Where do you get the knowledge from? From the word. And I promise you, and the word will make you different. The word will make you different. You can't walk with Jesus and not allow it to have an effect on you. That's Peter. Peter tried to lie it off. That woman said, oh, no, no, no. When you've been, when, when, when you study, that's why the command is study to show thyself approved unto who? God. Unto God. That's right. A workman that needed not be ashamed. That's right. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Is there anybody here, you don't have to answer a lot? Is there anybody here who truly understands what it feels like to be holy? Not what the textbooks say it should feel like. Do we understand what it feels like to be holy? Because, see, some, some of us, what we offer to God, it ain't holy. Mm-hmm. It ain't holy. And you know it ain't holy. Some of us don't offer anything better than the animal sacrifices that were offered unto God in the old covenant. Mm. But what was offered to God, then it had to be right. Amen. You didn't just go get some old mangy animal. It had to be without spot. Blemish. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, they, 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 kept, sir, what? they kept them away from all the other animals. Yeah. So that when there was a need to offer our animal sacrifice, whatever, they made sure the best was offered. Am, am I am I telling the truth? Amen. Yeah. Well, if God required that of an animal sacrifice, how much more does He expect from a living sacrifice? Amen. Us. Yeah. Yeah. Romans twelve and one. Yeah. That's it. Is that what you're offering today? Well, I know, I know, it, it 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 ain't what it should be. Why isn't it what it should be? man it is in your control? That's right. It ain't what it should be, but you just gonna throw it to God anyway, anyway, like you are a dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Lord, I ain't been living the best that I could, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw this at you anyway. And that's your love and appreciation to a God who so loved you. Even when you didn't love yourself. Mm. Folks, we could preach and teach until we blew in the face. But until you make up your mind. That I need to do better. It won't get better. No different than an addict. Hey, I need to stop smoking this crack. It's killing me. It's it's taking my money, destroying my family. I need to stop drinking this alcohol. It's killing my body. It's destroying my relationship with my family and and my friends. But until I admit and acknowledge, hey... I have a problem. Mm-hmm. Lord, I need to study better. I need to study more. I need to stop playing. That's right. And I need to be for real. Amen. And until you make up your mind to do that, God will let you live. Uh, for forever, how long he going to let you live. But remember. You're going to stand in judgment. Amen. Remember the, the story of the talents. Mm-hmm. Gave to one man. Number of talents. He invested it. Gave to other man's two talents. He invested it. Gave a man the one talent. He went and buried it. Only came back, what? What you do? I invested, got you more. Went to the second man, I invested it, got you more. Came to the third man, I knew you were hard. I knew you were hard. I knew you. I knew you reap what well, you did not sow. I buried it. So basically, you know what? What you gave me, if nothing else, I could give you back what you gave me. Nothing more. The owner said, you wicked. You sorry. You disgusting. See, you knew how I was. And you still didn't choose to do anything. The moral of the story is, I gave you time to do better. And to do more. And every day God wakes us up, he's given us time to do more and to do better. And every day that passes, the sun rises and the sun sets. It's a day we're going to have to give an account for. So when we stand in judgment, you won't have an excuse and I won't have an excuse saying, You didn't give me time. Oh, I gave you time. I woke you up every day. But you chose not to see the importance of what mattered to me. Instead, you chose to do nothing. What did he say about that man? He said, cast him into darkness. He called them all kinds of names. What do you think is going to be said about us if we don't get it right? Folks, this thing about Christianity is real. Amen. And you have less time. Today than you had yesterday. I say it all the time and I'll say it again. You don't know what's going on inside your body. You could be sitting here today feeling fine. You could have gone to the doctor last week and they could have said we give you a clean bill of health. It's not that they lied to you. They just only know what they know. Because the truth of the matter is you don't have to be sick to die. There's going to be an audit. There's going to be an audit. And every day that God gave us to live, he's going to audit what did we do with the time that he gave us. Was it to his glory, or was it to yours? Mm-hmm. Folks, if the books don't reconcile, if the books don't balance out, mm-hmm. it's going to be hell to pay. Yeah. Some of you familiar with artists, mm-hmm. and it ain't nothing good mm-hmm. when it don't balance out. Mm-hmm. Don't let the sun go down on you with your books out of bounds. Or I should put it this way, with your name in the wrong book. You want to get in the book of life. Don't let your name just be in the wrong book. Because it it will be in a book. But you want it in the right book, the correct book. I can't stress to you enough. Somebody might die this week. Somebody might die next week. Somebody might die next month. I don't know. I don't know. That's, right. That's God's business. That's right. But you're going to die. Amen. Brother, man, you're always harping on it. Harping on it because you're going to die. Amen. I will be doing you an injustice not to warn you. Because it's so easy to be in love in this world and you just figure I can live forever. Mm-hmm. You're not? No. I, 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 I don't care how many medical procedures you keep getting. Mm. You're gonna die. Amen. Mm-hmm. Get it right today. Nothing else. Ask for prayer to have a made-up mind. You made it up once when you obeyed the gospel. Mm-hmm. Why reneg on that? When the warning said, it's better, it's better that you've never known That's right. the truth. That's right. Than to have known it and then go back out there. That's right. You say, well, I ain't going back out there doing nothing. If you ain't doing what you're supposed to, you going back. That's right. And the word said better for you not to have ever known. That's right. there you go. Like that dog returning to his own vomit. That's the Bible folks. That's the Bible. You could sit in your vomit today or you could get cleaned up. That's on you. If the vomit turn you on, stay in. Stay in. But I read Jesus, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Clean yourself up today. You're here today and you haven't surrendered your will to be baptized for the remission of your sin. You have the opportunity today to become a Christian, to become a child of God, to enter into a covenant relationship. Where you can have new citizenship, new family, a new star, new everything in Christ. No condemnation. Not to those that are in Christ. But outside of Christ, you are condemned. Why don't you surrender your will today? And be saved. Bible teach, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Believe it, folks. Repent of your sins. Confess Christ to be the son of God. Be baptized today for the remission of your sin. Live faithful unto death. You got a family that's going to encourage you and work with you. But most importantly, you got God who made promises said, hey, I'll be there for you. It's up to you, though. What are you going to do? What's our song, Sydney? Wonderful Jesus. Wonderful Jesus is our invitation song.